This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello everyone, welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. Uh, my name is Tom, I'm on the team here at Broadcast and I've got with me Tim Simmons, who's also on the team. We're both at Christchurch Manchester. Uh, and we're doing a little series at the moment on church cultures, and particularly cultures for, for planting and pioneering. Uh, we put a book together, uh, along with Colin Barron, a few years ago, where we looked at uh, our, our model of planting multi-site. And we, we have a whole section on the cultures that is uh, just something we get asked about quite often or, or is brought up by people who've read the book. And so we, we thought we'd take a few episodes on the podcast just to, to explore what the cultures are and how they work. So last week we did an episode uh, introducing the idea of culture and church. So uh, perhaps if you've missed that one or haven't had a chance to listen yet, that would be a good one to go back to. It sets some of the groundwork. And here we're going to do the first of seven now where we dig into a specific culture. And today we're talking about what we call the, the second chance culture. So um, I, I guess the name says it a bit, but uh, Tim, why don't you tell us a bit about what the second chance culture is and what we're getting at by that? I guess we always think that we want to try new things. We want to plant sites, want to bring through leaders. We want to give people an opportunity to um, be involved in ministry, uh, like as broadly as we can be uh, and so we recognize that in that you're either not very good the first time or something happens in your life which means you can't do it for a bit or you let someone down or ex- I think this is recognizing that life and people are very imperfect uh, and so um, we want to allow people to have a go and then have another go and then have another go so um, yeah so we always think there is a second chance so for me when I first planted I remember being terrified that it just wouldn't work and I wouldn't be very good um, and uh, had experience in churches which talk about being having excellent standards and doing things well uh, and I remember saying to Colin look uh, Colin Barron who led the church at the time how what happens if this doesn't go very well and he, and he just said oh we'll just find another way of doing it so that there's always another way so we there is a second chance uh, for you in it uh, and so I think that is what we mean we want everybody to get across the church that if something goes well if something doesn't go well or somebody does badly that's not they're not cancelled it's not you okay there to go it's let's let someone else have a try now uh, actually we want to give people numbers of opportunities to to come through i think that would be fair yeah definitely i, I mean i can resonate with it i can think of things since i've been at ccm that i that i've tried that haven't quite worked and uh, i haven't found the the result of that is that i'm then on the scrap heap mm. and so well tom's had a go and uh, he he wasn't able to do this thing so we've got no further use for him mm. but but actually the the culture has been you're one of us, you're part of the team, you've got a valuable contribution to make. And okay, let's look at what happened, what we can learn from it, and let's go again. And that's been the the way of things. And um, as someone who's experienced that, it's a really, um, really positive, helpful space to be in. And it's not one that 
immediately when you're starting something, you anticipate. So oh. sometimes you can feel the stakes are, yeah. this has to work or else. Yeah. And the second chance culture really, um, really doesn't um, carry that threat mm. of failure is the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, even thinking about your journey into where you are in the senior leadership of the church, even in me as well, that actually you now find yourself in a position of like high influence across all of CCM and running a school of theology and broadcast and loads of things that you had to go through pain in order to get there. Yeah, and it'd be true for true for me as well. There was you know you try things actually. I'm not good at this thing that I was that I thought I would be good at. Um, and that actually is... Uh, so second chance culture sounds lovely, doesn't it? Everybody gets a go. If it goes wrong, don't worry about it. You'll get another try. But it is based on the premise that actually we'll, we'll go through the pain of working out why that didn't work. Yes. And the so we always talk about teachability, don't we? Like People do well with us if they are willing to engage in the conversation about what they're actually like as a person and why things work and don't work for them as a person and to learn in yeah. that. And I think for you and me, that's probably a big part of our story. Yes. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just as you're talking about that, um, <laughs> it makes me think of how our family operates hmm. and how myself and Emma are with the kids. Hmm. So part of growing up is that you try things. Hmm. And a lot of the time, trying something means you've had a go, it didn't really work out for you. Yeah. But it would never be the the response of us as parents. Well, you can never do that again, or this opportunity won't come your way again. Yeah. But it's conversational, it's developmental, it's nurturing, and yeah. it's a much higher value on those kids as people mm-hmm. than on the the productivity of what they tried to do and yes. succeeded or failed with. Yes. And drawing that into church life and seeing one another as brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters Mm. in the family of God means that we're not writing people off Mm. on what they've done Mm. or not done. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, the the idea actually is deeply um, personal in wanting to help you develop, actually find your place, um, find the the kind of the best position for you um, in good friendship. Yeah, I think that's a vital part of it. You're right, it isn't purely outcomes we need this site planted therefore if it goes wrong the first time you'll get another go you'll get another go till it works actually it's much more a perhaps site leading isn't for you or perhaps this other thing isn't for you but how do we help you find joy and you can express faith and uh, you can push forward how how do we help you kind of do that journey yeah very good yeah yeah i think just thinking about like theological categories we we talk about grace, mm. and uh, I, I think I've heard Colin reflect that sometimes there can be churches that talk a lot about grace, and yet in the way people treat one another, that grace doesn't always filter through as much as yes. it might. And it feels like second chance culture is another way of saying a grace culture, yes. where a mistake doesn't mean the end of the story. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of drill it in perhaps to some of the areas that that it might work out in the second chance culture. So like, obviously you've alluded a little bit to 
um, kind of ministry opportunities and having a go at mm. site leading or preaching or worship leading or whatever it might be and it not quite working out for you. And that's a, um, I guess, an obvious example. Um, but there are other areas that the second chance culture might speak into as well. Um, uh, how, how, how would you articulate the way the second chance culture might work in terms of um, like relationships mm. and so the way we we are with one another uh, and applying this culture into those things mm. that is a good question i i think it's a, a recognition that there it, these things take quite a bit of time don't they i mean in forging relationships uh, especially kind of across teams and within church life it does take time and these things shift as people grow up a bit as well. So, I mean, we could all think of relationships where it was combative and then you kind of grow maturity and things that used to be important, you realise are not so important. <laughs> and even your own security as well and in allowing someone to, to if they've hurt you, uh, to, you know, to a certain level, um, that, that there is a security in thinking, okay, I can... I can re-engage, I know who I am, um, and I, I can perhaps help that person to see how they hurt me and in, in that conversation. So, but it, these are not short fixes, and they? They take yeah. time, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I can remember like, early on in my time at CCM, I must have only been here a year maybe, mm-hmm. and I'd been invited to become part of a, a three-person leadership team at, at one of our sites. And, the way the team was set up, there wasn't at that moment a, a clear structure of like, this person is the, the main leader. It, it was, figure it out between the three of you. Mm-hmm. And it was me and two guys who had been part of that site a lot longer than I had, who had been working together, leading together. Uh, both were uh, slightly older than I was. So I was coming in very much as the junior guy on the team. Uh, I remember in one of our very early meetings, I was... Uh, as some other young men might might be as well, <laughs> quite full of myself, um, thought that I knew best and wasn't afraid to be quite forceful in how mm. I articulated my views. And um, I, I remember getting home that night thinking that did not go well. That was not a good meeting. It was just tense. There was a disputation, an argumentation. We didn't quite see eye to eye. And um, I, I spoke to Colin about it. I was like, like, what do I do? And he said, well, it's easy. You, you go and you apologize. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. And, what, and like this other person will apologize to me as well for like, don't worry about that. Just just go and apologize. And so I did. I went and I, I owned my actions and said sorry. And I remember just how quickly and easily the person in question just dropped the whole problem welcomed me back into relationship and friendship and the fact that I'd acted like an idiot with him didn't mean that then I was written off and didn't mean that I didn't have a contribution to make to the team it didn't destroy the relationship and that's because this person got the second chance culture he he understood that we all say stupid stuff in meetings we all don't act our best but if someone's willing to repent apologize and lean back into the relationship mm. great well that's absolutely what we're shooting for and mm. and welcome mm. very good and there's something in there of 
teachability again, isn't there? In yeah. you being willing to listen, um, and so that you could go back and apologise, and also the guy you apologised to actually just being open and secure enough to let an offence go, yeah. uh, which you would think would be quite easy in church <laughs> leadership teams, wouldn't you? But until you've been in one. <laughs> until you've been in one, and then you realise actually offences can be quietly held for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, oh, it's a very good story, yeah. Yes. I actually remember the time quite well, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> I was just pleased that somebody else was in trouble, not, not just me. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, good. Yeah. I'm not yeah. the only person who seems to annoy people, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was on to my second chance by then. You were probably in double figures. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does get a bit thornier, doesn't it, when we're talking about um, stuff that isn't just kind of trying something in ministry, but mm. it's more your personal walk with God, mm. um, sin failures, um, kind of people doing something. That obviously, um, and quite publicly as well, it's um, a, a visible sign of not walking with Jesus as they should. Yeah. Um, how, how do you think about the second chance culture in relation to those kind of issues? I think we always kind of view this thing as a very long term thing, really, don't we? So, I mean, even thinking about how long we've been doing multi-site, we, I mean, I've had a number of conversations with different pastors who are thinking about planting or thinking about this and i'll often say is look we have been at this in ccm for 15 years and colin has in manchester you know another 15 years before that so there is a lot of history in how we do church you know for for a a new church like us 15 years is a lot of history we're not the uh we're not the catholics we haven't got that long but (laughs) there is that kind of a, a long long term view of our own city, of our church, of the people in it. Um, and I guess there is a, a patience that you have to have, especially for that stuff where people just sin or do things that we wish that they hadn't done and probably yeah. that they wish they hadn't done or um, people drift away from God. Yes. And you, the view is a, is a long-term one that we'll, we pray for you and you, we want you back. And, uh, and so I think in, for the second chance culture, for that stuff, it can feel in the moment like you've just been let down, mm. which is a terrible way of thinking about someone's sin, isn't it? How it personally makes your life difficult. Um, I mean, I remember a guy telling me about how he'd got caught up in sin. This wasn't even in our church, but I remember him telling me when I was in my 20s and he went to his pastors uh, and their first reaction was, oh gosh, who am I going to get on the rotor for that? So, yeah, yeah, quite. And he, I mean, he was he was in a state, and it made it much worse. And actually, that over years there was they apologised for their reaction, and there was restoration. But that that can often, especially if you're on the kind of front edge, we're planting, we're making this site work with thirty people. Ah, oh, they've let me down, and it, so even in that moment, think, okay, this is a long term community. Yeah. We're in this to we're in this to see genuine devotion, community, yeah. and mission. So we, we will happily or unhappily sit with you for as long as we have to and uh, and work with you so i think that kind of baseline attitude or worldview is probably the a place to begin isn't it I would yeah think. yeah i think something about the heart that you have towards a person yes really matters um i can think about times in various contexts where somebody has sinned in um, in, in some way, often it might be quite a 
small way, like I know all sin is serious, but you, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean as I say that. And someone else will want them to get in trouble. Yes. And will be telling on them. Yes. And one punishment, want them maybe kicked off some yes. area they're serving in, want yes. them to face the consequences because they've not been righteous. And that attitude is it's just not it. It's not yeah. it's not the gracious second chance yes. attitude who sees the person as a brother or as a sister who longs to see them flourish and thrive uh, and probably not very self-aware either um, that the person themselves might not be the same thing but others could easily highlight things about them so i think that that sense of what what are we shooting for when we see somebody who's stumbled into sin do we want them to face some kind of punishment mm. Mm. No, that's not what it's about. Maybe we do need to take them out with a firing line often, mm. but that's a different thing. That's yes. protecting the person, it's serving the person, uh, and the congregation as well. Yeah. It's, it's thinking about how do we see them restored into fellowship, restored into walking with Jesus, and mm. then over time, hopefully, where appropriate, depending on what it is, yeah. restored into whatever ministry they were having to go out before as well. Um so I don't think it's as simplistic as, well, this person has sinned. Oh, well, second chance culture, they yeah. immediately get to yes. do the thing again. That's naive. Yes. But, but it, I think it does speak into the way we we walk with people and restore people. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think we've learned over years that you go case by case, mm-hmm. taking on the person, the context. The, you know. So if we had a new person in church newly saved, still putting their life together. And they played in the band, they played bass in the bands to serve. Yeah. But we were aware that they were they were drinking and hitting the clubs. Yeah. Uh, you would think, you think, okay, this is a long-term journey with that person, I'm not worried, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and actually we've had those situations and people have been like, but they're drinking in the clubs, yeah. we need to stop them. You think, yeah. well, if I stop them, first of all, they're not gonna understand why and then they'll probably leave. Yeah. So I don't see what the win is there. What I want them to do is actually, I do want them to have a healthy relationship with alcohol yeah. and, and uh, nightlife and money and all of that stuff. And that takes time and being part of our lives and yeah. community. And um, equally, you've got someone who's very experienced, um, should be mature, is perhaps preaching on a Sunday and you become aware that they're drinking quite a lot and hitting the clubs. It's a whole different conversation, isn't it? Yes. So I think we've realised that actually helping people to understand that it isn't, you know, A plus B equals C. Yes. Actually, there are. it's very human. So I remember one conversation years ago where we had a leader saying, what we need to do is we need to tell everybody there is a two pint maximum for them in, in if they're in any sort of leadership or serving two pint maximum that they need to have and you're like how on earth how do you police that to start with what do i do do i have to do breathalyze everybody who walks in the building so that kind of like quite um anti-rule breaking sort of uh, like we like conformist almost attitude is you can understand why people get there and that, actually that person just really wanted the best for people actually they yes. they wanted them to they wanted there not to be a big kind of boozy culture which is yeah. very good um very commendable to want that but actually how do you genuinely help people to get there and how do you help them to have the second chance yeah. actually takes a lot of it takes time and being slow and a lot of conversation and 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's noticeable, isn't it, with Jesus and the disciples that the journey of maturity and the journey of ministry mm. are concurrent. They're not mm. one and then the other, but they, mm. they run at the same time. Mm. So he calls these guys to follow him and within weeks he's got them you know, going out two by two and doing the things that he was doing. They're getting to preach, they're getting to heal the sick and cast out evil spirits. And mm. uh, and then you find they're, they're jostling over who gets the best seat in heaven. And um, there's all sorts of stuff they needed to figure out. They figured it out on the journey. Um, mm. Now that that comes into what you were saying about the, the person in the band, the new Christian. Um, but I think you're right, there are, there are other cases that you, you judge a bit differently, don't yeah, you? Just because yeah. of the, the the Bible speaks about qualifications for leadership, and yeah. most of them are about how you live <laughs> and the the way you're viewed by people inside and outside the church as an example of godliness. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if I reflect back on fifteen years, there are some people where we came down hard on behaviour that I regret and think I just. If we'd have slightly backed off and been more laid back and and not been too scared of reaction, there is a chance they would have come through, whereas they, they didn't, actually. And that is always a... So there, you, in a, for yourself, you need a second chance culture in you just to yeah. think, oh, I, did, I didn't do well there. Just simply, it just it didn't go well. I, yes. I wanted much better for that person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it works both ways, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and having that culture does give the space to, to do that, doesn't mm. it? And um, I certainly find I don't need to be defensive. Like mm. when, when stuff gets brought up about myself and the way I relate to people or the way I'm doing in my job or mm. different things, being in a second chance culture means it's easy to hear that stuff and take it on board, mm. knowing that the spirit is, is good and loving mm. and designed to elicit growth and that the fellowship and relationship isn't at stake. Um, yes. It takes years it, to get there, though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, like individually yeah, sure. and the church culture. It's, yes. It's easy to say that we want this culture. Yeah. Even to, like if you were to move to another town and take over another church and say, this is going to be a, we're going to treat each other with grace. We're going to have a big yeah. grace culture. That takes years yes. and years of... So, yeah, it's important we... You have to put the work in. You can't be flippant about this stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's very good. Let's um, wrap this one up here and then we'll uh, be back next week and we'll talk about the have a go culture. So see you then. <laughs>